Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Riordanverse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I am your host Fran and welcome to the show. Uh, Before I begin, uh, I don't know if it's going to be obvious, I'm trying to (laughs) work on my voice for this, but I am not having the the best time at the moment. Um, Unfortunately, my mental health has taken a bit of a turn recently. Um, <laughs> there's not really anything else I can say other than that. Um, there's uh, just been a few things that have been getting to me mostly. Uh, thankfully this time it's not relating to the current situation, although that's probably not helped. Um, so I do just want to take this time to say that, especially during this uh, during May, this being... Um, mental health awareness month that uh if anyone of you is struggling out there it is perfectly okay and good to speak to someone if you can or seek help if you can there are a bunch of websites and that is always linked in the episode notes for my show um and obviously i always want to be open with you guys about what's going on in my life and how I'm doing just to kind of bring awareness to stuff because the more you speak about mental health the more comfortable people will be discussing mental health um and yeah unfortunately for me this week is well we two weeks for it well this will be the second week um I haven't been doing particularly well um just as a whole uh, I've had a few bits of negativity that have come in um YouTube has been getting to me a little bit. I'm still having fun with it, of course, and that is always the main thing. Um, Just unfortunately, there have been comments and reactions and then there have just been things in my my daily life. I do have some positives out there that I will talk about in, in future just because while I've announced them on my social media and stuff, I want to do a bigger talk about that in, in a future episode. Um... I'm going to try and be as hyped as I can be for you guys because Percy Jackson is one of my biggest loves and even though I've had unfortunately quite a few people questioning whether or not I actually care about the series or even like Rick I think is some comments I've gotten recently um, which is upsetting to say the least. Um, I I do. That's why I do all these things that I do. I adore this series, and yes, I'm critical, but that's you have to be that way sometimes, and especially for things like this where I want to look critically, I want to analyze the series and find a new love for it. 
and I have, I continue to love and enjoy this series more than anything. This series has saved my life on multiple occasions. Um, I mean, it has just unfortunately gone to me, but hopefully to you listeners out there and to anyone who is a listener here and watches my YouTube channel videos, um, you know that I do love the series, you know that I am a huge supporter of Uncle Rick, you know that I only look critically because that's how I am wired as a person, I enjoy looking at things critically to get a deeper understanding. And just to go on from that uh today of course we are continuing our timeline journey with the next chapters of the sea of monsters the book that most people don't like but i'm beginning to find a deeper appreciation for as a whole because today we have chapter three we hail the taxi of eternal torment and chapter four tyson plays with fire um as always i do have my points to focus on so today we've got characters plot and just generally what I thought of it. But to begin, here's the synopsis. We return to Camp Half-Blood and it is not good. Bulls, tyranny, fighting and Percy really badly trying to help. To make matters worse, his new friend isn't what he seems. And even worse, Chiron and Argus are gone. Oh God, and even worser, Talia doesn't feel so good. And yes, I made an Avengers reference, and that is because there is a fantastic episode, hopefully out by the time this comes out, and if not, it will be out soon, of me collaborating with all the Percy Jackson podcasters on an episode, and it was awesome. So hopefully that is out, and you can go check that out. That will be on Radio Camp Half-Blood at some point this week, most likely. Um... And all the people featured were Floor 600, Consult the Oracle, Demipod, and Half Report, as well as, of course, Radio Camp Half-Blood. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys can go check that out, because we are the podcasting Avengers. <laughs> um, so, of course, to start, we begin with Chapter 3, We Hail the Taxi of Eternal Torment. And the overview for this chapter is... Percy's on the run. Annabeth's prejudiced and Tyson's a cutie. What more could you want? Well, we do also have hints of what this story contains. It's a bit... Jasonous, isn't it? Insulting Canadians. The cheek. Tyson should be injured, but isn't. Hmm. Lots of people also seem to not like him. Hmm. Oh, it's the sisters from Hercules, but also not. And this is why I don't like taxis. Oh dang, we've got some plot points up in here. The camp is under attack. The camp is under attack? And that is a summary for chapter three. Now, chapter three is an interesting one to kind of carry on from what we got with the two previous chapters, because... It has significance, but not too much in particular happens except for like the final couple of pages. But we do have some interesting character elements for, for this chapter. And by interesting, I mean strange in comparison to the last book. And to explain, here's Annabeth. Because, okay, considering this is our reintroduction to her for the first time since the last book. 
she's kind of coming off in a different way in that currently she's being a bit mean a little bit cruel and kind of unkind as well which is very unexpected considering kind of what we know of her from the first book like in the first book yes she was a bit patronizing here and there and would make fun of percy but it was it was never done with malicious intent Whereas here, it doesn't feel like malicious, but it feels a little out of character. And currently, that hasn't been explained much, including in the next chapter. We get like a bit of explanation as to why she's reacting this way, particularly, obviously this is towards Tyson she's having this reaction to. So we get a bit of an explanation as to why she could be that way, but even then... It's a little bit odd. But the reason why I find it odd is because even Percy is taken aback and surprised. And yes, okay, it has been a year in book universe since they saw each other. Um, which, you know, there's a lot of time and maybe things have changed and she's changed. But it it definitely does feel a bit much. Especially considering, like like I said, that we don't know what the what the problem is. Um, and except for a little bit into the next chapter, but even then, not really. But just as a whole, it just kind of came across a, a bit of a shock because Annabeth is coming across a little bit like a bully, which is so surprising from what we know of her and just who she is as a as a person. Um, so in terms of chapters, I'm hoping it does... Uh, get revisited in a while for some reason I don't really remember much of, about what happens in Sea of Monsters I think it's because before like it was well it's one of the shortest books in uh, the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series it's got the least amount of pages and the least amount of story which is I'm just looking at the books now so The Lightning Thief is much bigger and it's similar size to Battle of the Labyrinth and Last Olympian and just looking at the size, yeah, Sea of Monsters is a lot smaller in terms of size and pages in comparison to the other books. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just why I don't remember it that much, because in comparison to all the others, it's shorter, so the story doesn't stay with you as long. I don't really know. Um, but it kind of works in my favour here, because I'm kind of going into this a little bit blind to some areas. So I don't know if when we get the an explanation about Annabeth's attitude towards Tyson or or anything so I'm intrigued to see how long it takes for us to learn because I feel if this is going to be her reactions towards Tyson for a long period of time it can colour my opinion of her a little bit which is unfortunate um but carrying on with characters though the next character up for this chapter that I adore is Percy because seriously his friendship with Tyson like I mentioned is still so sweet and caring like he stands up for him against Annabeth someone who he considers to be a good slash best friend he stands up for him against the Grey sisters he helps him through his car sickness he keeps him calm and just as a whole he just kind of wants to keep him safe and he is just generally a really nice guy which I think is something that I that we do get it in books but it's usually done with the intention of I don't know. I don't really read many books with male protagonists, actually. 
Um, other than I think Harry Potter is the only other series I've read that has a. Oh no, no, no. Uh, Tristan Strong I read recently by Kwame Mambala. Uh, Tristan is a really inter- Tristan Strong. I highly recommend to anyone um, who hasn't read the Ryolden uh, Presents series. Um, all the books in that are amazing. I'm reading some of them um, at current. Anyway, sorry, off track. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, personally, it's just a really nice guy and it's not done with any intent of like gaining something or coming across as like a good guy he's just doing it because that's him he's a loyal person but also this guy this guy has such great bargaining skills like (laughs) his whole thing with the grace is just like give me what i want and you'll get your eye back like he talks about how gross the eye is and like he even picks it up with his t-shirt because he doesn't want to touch but he will continue to hold on to it and be vindictive to get his information although at the same time it's pretty reckless because they could die but you know i i gotta commend like the gall of him because um well first i wouldn't have picked up the eye in the first place because that's kind of gross but it also just shows his ingenuity of like okay i've got something that i can use here and it's gonna work in my favor because i'm gonna get the information that i want i may not understand the information but i'm gonna get it and well that's kind of really it though but it's kind of showing to us the readers that even though he is reckless in this sense he also knows when things are important even when he doesn't know why it's going to be important and that's where we go into the plot element and just in general i like that we do it's always around this point at chapter three four is when we start to get the plot based elements and the things that are going to be important to the plot later on down the line and it's here that we get so we get the major plot points here there's like there's two major points really um one of them which is really kind of summarizing this book as a whole even before getting into it and that is that this is a story that will follow the adventures of Jason the Argonaut more than anything. Um, we even get a mention of Jason from the Grey Sisters, followed by the other major plot point, which is a collection of numbers that will be sig- significant for seeking what Percy needs, not that he currently knows what he needs yet, or even what the numbers mean. Um However, just to point out, so this is this is great for anyone who is big on Greek mythology just in general, even before Percy Jackson. The moment I read this, I was like, oh, I, I think I know where this may be going. Um, because Jason has a very particular important story in Greek mythology. And if we remember from my Greek Heroes episode it's uh, pretty important to that story as well so if you can remember that episode or if you want to go back if you want to spoil yourself if you haven't read sea of monsters then uh that is the episode to go to or you can just look up what jason's adventures were and you may give yourself a little hint about what this story is gonna be about but let's move on to the next chapter before you guys do spoil yourself because spoilers while they can be great if you're worried about someone, don't do it. Spoilers are not worth the joy of uncovering the truth. Unless there's a major character death. And th- this is me going for fan fiction. I read a fanfic um, a little while ago and I didn't realise until the very last chapter that it actually had a warning for a major character death and I was devastated. 
because they die in that last chapter. I was like, no, I am anger. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's move on to chapter four, Tyson plays with fire. And here is the overview for chapter four. Bullfighting. Another thing to scare young demigods. Fun. Reintroducing Clarice. Yes. Badasses all around. Until Percy distracts Clarice. Oh, gods. The bulls are getting past the magical barrier. What? Percy takes on the bulls and hurts himself on a tree. Am I Percy? That seems like something I'd do. Minus the fighting a bull. Tyson, no, what are you... What the hades? Immunity to fire. Beater of cows. And a baby cyclops? I think I need to sit down. Well, the bulls have been defeated, so... Wait. Chiron and Argus are gone? The borders are broken? And Talia's tree has been poisoned? What is happening? And that is the summary for chapter four. <laughs> oh god, this was so okay, chapter three was good. But this one out of these two, this is the good one because not only are we getting some action, we're getting some character points, and we're getting the big juicy bit of the plot right here. Um but to begin with characters, because again, as you guys know, characters are my thing. Which um, admittedly they should be everyone's thing, because if if you don't have characters, it's kinda hard to have a story. Um don't even need to be people characters like a location can be a character i don't know what um, ignore me let's carry on so i want to start first with clarice because okay this may surprise people but i actually adore clarice obviously first book she kind of sucks because she's a bully to start with she's not great in this chapter but i oh my god i just think she's a really interesting and cool character because she's so different to the stereotypical idea of what a female character would be she's buff she's she's traditionally masculine i guess you could say um she has this sort of violent streak and just she's everything that goes against the stereotype and when it comes to the percy jackson disney adaption if the person who plays clarice isn't a big muscular well not funny muscular but basically a big girl someone who's not stereotypically feminine don't do what the movies did because that per that that actress who was playing clarice in the films could not beat percy in a one-on-one fight the whole and she doesn't even look scary that's the whole point clarice is meant to look terrifying she doesn't she looks like a stereotypical pretty girl <laughs> Which is what not what Clarice is meant to be. Clarice is going against that stereotype. And I just love that. Especially as like what is known as a Futch lesbian. I'm feminine but also butch. And Clarice, while obviously not being a lesbian, as far as we're aware, I kind of identified with the visual for Clarice. Um, minus the bully part. <laughs> um, honestly, okay. Like I was saying, off the bat, I do like Clarice. She's a soldier... But not the sort of go wild one that Aerie seems to be associated with often. She's tactical. She cares about her people. She's concerned about their well-being. While also making sure that they are protecting the camp. So she's setting up strategy. She's setting up uh, a 
not a platoon, that's not what I want to say, but she's organising the demigods in a way that shows strategy, which is something so different to what this idea of what an Ares child is meant to be. Ares are meant to be the wild side of war, the the bloodlust and all that sort of side. But Clarice is a good leader who knows how to lead her soldiers. And I just, I like that it's kind of going against the grain with what her father is like in terms of mythology by her being a little Athena-like in her war leadership. But I think there's a whole thing. It's kind of like that whole... uh, Hogwarts houses is that you don't just fit into one house you are a mixture of different houses because you don't just have one personality so this idea of her being an Aries kid and yes having that violent side but also having a sort of the Athena element of the strategy side is a really cool thing that they that that Rick introduces into this into her character um and also okay so she gets mad at percy because mercy mercy percy distracts her in the middle of her fight with the bull and okay she 100 percent has the right to be mad at him even he knows that he shouldn't have called out to her like yes they were in danger from another bull coming towards them but by calling out to her he put all those campers in dangers with both bulls because it distracted Clarice, which meant the whole formation was off, which means the first bull was able to knock them out off their feet, which means the second bull was able to then take them all by surprise with them all knocked off their feet. Thankfully, they all managed to get out of the way, but it's just, it's, yeah. So she had a right to be annoyed and angry at him. Is she frustrating? Of course. But she is generally a really fascinating character who I am definitely looking forward to seeing more of in the series as a whole. Uh, another character that I want to focus on for this chapter in particular is Tyson because he is the best guy baby person no the best cyclops I guess anyway he just wants to protect Percy because Percy is important to him I just I just really love that like his whole thing is like he was so desperate to get to Percy to protect him from this bull it's just, oh, it's just such it was such a beautiful moment even though you were worried about oh my god what's Tyson you just jumped in front of fire what do you do and then you realize that he wasn't burnt to a crisp because he is a cyclops he has immunity to fire it's just it's oh it's devastating because you think what's going to happen but also the fact that he willingly jumps in front of Percy to protect him and then feels sad because he's he's worried that Percy's going to mad be be mad because he went against his orders. Oh, it's just oh my gosh. Um, but even sadder about this is considering we know that that Sally is the best the best mum the best person in this series, who went to to make sure that Tyson was protected by calling the school, calling social services, trying to find a way to make sure he was safe, and to learn that there was no chance of him being able to be protected because that's just what happens to Cyclopses. We get this explanation of what he is and what happened to him from Annabeth. and Basically, nymphs and gods, but particularly one god that isn't mentioned, create these Cyclops children. But because, and in Annabeth's words, they're born wrong, they'll be abandoned in the mortal world and basically left homeless it doesn't really say what usually happens to them but i'm assuming from what we 
know of cyclopses in mythology they turn kind of cannibalistic and quote-unquote evil just in general it's literally just the saddest story because of what we know of cyclopses that it kind of makes sense why they end up that way but just to see Tyson so kind and humble and caring is a change that I am here for and big respect to Rick for doing that and then of course we do have the plot based element for this chapter which is the fact that everything that's going on at the camp is based solely on the fact that Talia's tree has been poisoned they don't know with what or at least we don't know yet in these two chapters we don't know with what we don't know why we don't know when but all we know is that with it being poisoned monsters can now get into the camp since it's been poisoned we assume Tyron has been fired or replaced by someone called Tantalus who again if you guys know mythology you will know who that person is there is a child screaming I don't know if you guys can hear that on my recording hopefully not oh my goodness okay they've stopped um yeah so if you know mythology and you okay hopefully they stop because they keep screaming um i'll just talk over it (laughs) this is when you guys can't actually hear this and it just sounds like i'm going crazy but oh my goodness um so yes if you know mythology you will know tantalus um most likely uh if not i wouldn't recommend checking it out until if you don't know the story just yet because you will find out later um but yes but chiron is gone tantalus has replaced him and argos uh, argos no that's a british store (laughs) where you collect and buy things argus has also been fined he was the the bodyguard and sort of bus driver for camp uh with the thousands upon millions of eyes across his body um we don't know what's going on but from the sounds of it it's been going on for a while because both percy and annabeth have been away for a while and also i forgot to mention that annabeth has been running from monsters for sounds like weeks now from virginia so she's been running from virginia to new york i don't know where virginia is but that sounds like a long distance to be running from to get to new york so hold on let me google that actually virginia to new york um no i don't want flights let's so if we say person oh my god 134 hours it take to walk i don't know what that means 134 hours in days okay so that'd be five days but if we say that's like if we say two weeks maybe because disruptions from monsters but she's been on the run for maybe a fortnight at the most from monsters from virginia to new york because she was having nightmares about something going wrong with camp um and just as a whole we don't know how long all of this has been going on we assume maybe for a few weeks based on when annabeth started running because of these visions of camp but everything seems to be happening everything seems to be going wrong and this is the big push for the plot because without this tree protecting camp the camp is going to be consistently 
in danger. And we don't know what this means for the camp. We haven't seen inside. We've only seen these people at the barrier who are now the new guards of the barrier. So we can assume that it ain't good. <laughs> and yeah, so that is chapter three and chapter four of The Sea of Monsters. And I, considering it has been a while since I've read this, and it's one of the books that I don't always remember much from, the other being Battle of the Labyrinth. Then I'm so intrigued to carry on that I'm considering just doing the next episode now. <laughs> um, but there is just so much that's going on. There's so much that we don't know yet. Um, I'm intrigued to find out what what's going to happen uh, if we figure out the timeline. Because I don't know if we do. I can't remember if we find out when the tree was poisoned or what happened or anything like that. We've got the questions of where are Tyrone, why is he gone, why is Argus gone, uh, who is Tantalus, what, just as a whole, just what, the whole big question that these chapters are leading is, what is going on? And I am really excited to find out. Um, these two chapters were really, really good. And it, it ties up with what happened in The Lightning Thief as well. It's around this point that the plot begins and the the inciting incident is what, it's happening here the poisoning of the tree is the inciting incident that's going to lead to all the events in the rest of the story to the next act to the climax and so on and so forth to the final point and uh, i'm just really excited to see what happens next now um <laughs> so normally i would have a song of the story but i don't have one this week uh i will see if i can hold on let me get my music and see if I can come up with one for y'all um what do we have here I don't have any of my music up there we go um okay so this isn't it's not gonna work for this but it's just a song I've listened to a lot recently so I recommend it anyway um August burn it feet max it's a fun song that i think you guys may enjoy so of course that will always be linked in the episode notes or you can just search burn it august d um and that is i don't know how to spell that so i'm not going to try uh, <laughs> um but to move on next okay so i know last time i mentioned um messages from the audience um, so I found another website that basically gives me every single country's reviews on Apple Podcast. Um, I would like to apologise from D uh, I would like to apologise to DJ Son of Aphrodite, uh, who I think may have been from Australia. I think that's where it said this was from. I apologise that I didn't read this out before and that I haven't seen your message before. Uh, I've now got the website sorted, so I should be able to see all Apple Podcast reviews and ratings in future. So if you guys are wishing to do so, please leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps this podcast be found. It makes me feel appreciated. Um, and yes, yeah, so uh, from DJ Son of Aphrodite, they give five stars and leave the message. I love that while she is obviously a huge fan of the series, she doesn't hold back when it comes to criticising some of the more problematic elements of the story and offers interesting thoughts and discussions that differ from my own. I love it. it. Took me a moment when I read this the first time, I was like, who is she? And then I was like, wait, no, that's me. <laughs> that was, um, 
what I like to call my mini ditzy moment. Um, I have many on occasion, but um, even just reading that now, I was like, I know they mean me, but why am I questioning if that is me? And it took me a moment afterwards until literally just now to realise that this person is writing this message to whoever will read this rating to realise that they are saying to anyone who may be interested in this podcast that yes, no, she is fan and she she doesn't hold back from criticising. And I, I'm glad to see that some people do appreciate that, especially from what I brought up at the start of this episode. I do I do criticise and I do I, I don't hold back more often than not because uh I, I don't want to. I don't want to censor myself in that way if that makes sense. And yeah, people aren't like, gonna agree with me and unfortunately as it the case is with many fans and the internet, people can basically say what they think and not hold back whatsoever. Um, and it does affect people. I think this is the thing here, and with my whole message of mental health is words do hurt. And as much as I try not to let these things hurt me, they do. Um, I can compartmentalise every so often. I can overcome it in a way, but at the end of the day, words do hurt. So... Um, for all podcasters and YouTubers and anyone that you guys listen to or react to or watch and on just generally social media as a whole think about the things that you are saying I know in the past and even now sometimes I don't think about what I'm posting the internet has this way of making us feel like what we're saying isn't that big of a deal but to whoever we're saying it to or to whoever is going to see what we're saying it means a lot to them and they can be affected by what we are saying. So just always take that into account as best you can. And sorry, DJ, I uh, <laughs> I went off on a tangent relating to your review. I really do appreciate your review and I'm glad that you enjoy hearing my different thoughts and my criticising and analysis of this series and this deep dive that I do it's something that I'm always wondering whether people enjoy me doing these deep dives so to hear that people do I, I really do appreciate that um so to get to the question of the episode so in last week's question uh, unfortunately didn't get too many answers and obviously from the question I had which was what are you looking forward to me discussing uh with the sea of monsters there are some spoilers in the comments that I did get um so if you guys are interested you can go to uh Instagram and Twitter to see the answers that we did get uh best damn camp pod um so I'm not going to read them out here because obviously I don't want to spoil anyone and also I can't remember some of the things so I was like oh I forgot that happened (laughs) um also question the episode wise I will not be doing a question today. I will be doing something fun on our social media instead for you guys to react and respond to, but uh, there will be no question of the episode this week, just because, unfortunately, I just didn't have the energy to try and come up with a question for for today's episode. So I apologise for that, and I will make sure to come up with one next time. Um, so just on that not as fun note as usual... Uh, I just want to thank you guys so much for for joining me today for chapters three and four of the Sea of Monsters, and be sure to join me next Wednesday, 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 as we continue our Ryan Ordenverse journey. Again, I want to thank you guys for just in general listening to me. I I want to wish you all well in both these current times of anyone who may be struggling with their mental health at current. Um, 
to plug where you can find uh, this podcast, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audioboom, Stitcher and Deezer. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find The Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter, on Tumblr at thebestdamncamp.tumblr.com. And if you want to email me with your own thoughts, you can email thebestdamncamp at hotmail.com. And I will read it out at the end of the show if you wish me to. If you want to support me making this content, check me out on Patreon at A Healthy Dose of Fran. I've recently been working on the Discord server for my patrons and... It was an interesting process, but I'm quite happy with what it is. So uh, if you do become a patron, be sure to join us on the Discord um, for all manners of discussions on there. Um, and on that note, of course, be sure to check out my YouTube channel, A Healthy Dose of Fran, for more Percy Jackson content. And drop me a follow on my personal accounts, A Healthy Dose of Fran on Instagram and at A Dose of Fran on Twitter. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and for letting me speak out about my current feelings i know you didn't have a choice in me doing that but i appreciate it either way <laughs> as always i've been fran your very own hunter and i'll see slash speak to you guys next time bye